Bill Gates theme song. He wants to get even with all human life. And then song. can't just keep being the same broken record, man. Greetings in the name of the most high. You cannot just keep being a broken record, man. You can't just keep being a broken record, man. Even though it bears repeating some of the things going on. But then sometimes it becomes like another broken record. I don't want to hear anymore. Yes, it's bad. It's worse than bad. It was bad when I was young. Now that I'm, well, I'm not old because I'm the same age I always am, which is zero, which is infinity. But playing this game of flesh, <laughs> um, yeah, we keep repeating the same thing, don't we, about... Uh, the people that, um, you know, you come here and it's like harm, 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 harm. Then you get a little older and you go harm, harm, harm. Then you play the game, oh, no harm. You know, I get this, I get that. I, I can make this work out. And eventually, um, you know, when you get spit out, you know, it's back to harm again. And then it's the same broken record over and over and over again. And uh, the winners are the losers. The losers are really the winners, but they don't realize it because they get told they're losers. But the, um, the game's always the same. And there's a quantum physics angle. I just don't want to call it physics anymore. Screw your physics, Okay. You know, MIT, you can spell it. Because you don't understand. Give me the most brilliant professor there is, and he doesn't understand. But I understand. I'm not going to tell you what I figured out today. I can't. I have to write something. It's got to come in there. It's got to, you know, get in there. But I did figure something out. I'm always trying to figure stuff out. I've been, you know, figuring out the you know, the sort of eternal um, struggle, uh, you know, the opposite of God. The state of play today, of leisure, since the young people are just really involved in leisure and play, and they want private jets. And, uh, you know, uh, parties, and, you know, it's all being... uh, given in exchange for Ben's has now got this you've never seen a rope before Ben I'm not going to play tug of war with you (laughs) no I see that but I'm talking you see you're just like Molly or like uh, Dasha okay so I'm not doing that right now Ben's yeah, no, he's um, he's been getting, you know, older and better and, you know, realizes that, uh, y- you know, he can, he can uh, get in the way of things. And 
And then he's, you know, also understands we're all in the same boat together here. Um, okay, so the future doesn't need humans. The model that they are going off of. And the contrary is true, but what it really is, and now I'm violating my own secret, the human being is the only thing that can punch a hole in the reality to get out. The human being that is, of course, you know, co-opted, absconded with um, a human's consciousness that nothing would be possible without the human being. So what they say in their books is, the future doesn't need humans, or humans are hackable animals, when quite the opposite of true. If you hack the human and, and sort of compromise the humanity of the human, or the humanness of the human, you destroy the chance to ascend in their, in their nomenclature, in their way of thinking. Which is flawed, which is which is a fool's errand at best. And I toy around with these people all the time, you know. And I feel kind of guilty that I waste time, you know. And then you've got they've got a whole sort of pantheon of you know little little tiny loser people that they want you to call God. And remember, I told you about that. Uh, well, anyway, so the human. <laughs> No, Benz. Uh, I'm doing Trish. Look at this. Look what he's doing. Okay. So the human is needed, and the human himself, herself, itself, uh, pronoun. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I have a lot to say about that in a little bit about the whole gay thing. I, I really you know, got to hand it to the social engineers. You have uh, done it again. No, you just nipped me. Get out of here. I'm not the rope. <laughs> you know, I mean, I may not ever be able to get a message out again. This may be it. This is what it was with Dasha. Dasha was just like, you know, she'd wait until I started talking and then she chimed in. Now, we've got Ben's. Let's see if he calms down. Let's see what he does. So the human being with consciousness um, co-opted, taken over, gathered like, like fuel, um, and taken as a collective or individual. You know... It doesn't matter. They haven't learned this yet. So let me tell you. You don't need thousands and millions of human beings all in the same wavelength to do anything, to do something or anything. You know, to, you know, to put a hole through the universe so you can go to some other universe or whatever it is. To create a parallel universe, which is really more what it is, it's not punching through to something that's there. It's creating something that was never there. And you don't need millions of human beings to do that. Just one will do. Back to the tale of the of the loaves and the fishes. Okay, now. 
Now, Jesus taught this really incredible uh, tale of, you know, of, of, of what I would, I would just call it more, it, you know, it fits in the quantum, but quantum is not really, since quantum is what they're using for everything, the phrase has now become meaningless because it's so broad of a term. And, you know, so what do what you say? You know, here we have the fishes and loaves. And I, Jesus, will show you how to feed the people. The people gathered were hungry. They Maybe they had faith, maybe they didn't. Some did, some didn't, you know, mixed thing. But there was plenty of fishes and loaves of bread to go around to everyone. Even though there were only a few at first, and they were multiplied as a miracle of Jesus. The same thing with the wine. And the fact that the wine served at the end of the wedding was the best wine, the superior wine, to what was served in the beginning. Because usually when people get drunk, they don't really care what, how, what level the wine is. Right? Do you? Have a couple of glasses of wine, and then that third can just be, you know, basic old Chianti, and you're fine with it, right? And uh, no, but it had to be the superior. Well, there's a reason it was the superior wine. There's a reason. Because that which comes from God is superior. I mean, I mean, that's a little reason, but people don't stop and think about that too often. Why would it be better wine? Gee, was that a thing? Yes, that is a thing. That is a thing. What comes from God is superior. That's a thing. Why would God want to get a bunch of drunk, you know, people dancing around at a wedding, you know, saying stupid things and, you know, being, you know, being how they get? Why would he want to bless that? Well, why would he bless Noah? Noah is a drunk. Peter was violent. There's all kinds of, you know. Solomon was totally into witchcraft. Totally into this whole occult thing going, you know, like like the master magician Solomon. And um, why does God not deal with perfect people? Well, that should make you feel better, not worse. God doesn't deal with perfect people. But there is this dividing line. You know, a lot of the flawed people that God has dealt with and has empowered and used and, you know, uses all of us. Even if we are against God, he's using us there too. Because he, God, is sovereign and nothing else is. So, therefore, there is no real opposition. There's an obstacle course for each of us. So... You know, in the loaves and the fishes, it's, it's proving, um, you know, another, another tale of this, you know, quantum abilities has to do with the walking on water of Peter and how Peter, he looked down. <laughs> he couldn't believe it. And, and he fell. He fell into the water. And then there was a story of quelling the storm. Oh, ye of little faith. Why didn't you believe? One more. 
Why didn't you believe? Why did you not believe? But was it doubt that sunk Peter? Or was it a, um, a change of consciousness? Had Peter accessed something that Jesus was teaching about? And then when he looked down, it kind of flipped him back to normal Peter. It wasn't that he didn't believe. I think it's not. I mean, I mean, unless unless we redefine faith, you know, be rock solid in faith, it could come and go. But it seems to me it was like a switch was turned on. There was Peter walking on the water with Jesus. Believe it. And then when he saw the water and what was happening, it, it, it triggered him into a normal state of consciousness. You know, normal waking state. And in a normal waking state, you're, you know, <laughs> everything's going to be solid and hard and difficult and just you're going to fall in the water, you're going to drown, the storm's going to get you, and everything, every other bad thing's going to happen. But then in those fleeting moments of those, you know, wonderful states of, of just, it's almost like, kind of like reckless abandon, um, you know, a fearlessness of we can do anything. And it's a state that's a very rarefied state. And in that state, things happen. Just like, for example, I can affect machinery, unfortunately. Even like, you know, my own machinery. And, um, you know, in a negative state, I can see it, it gets affected. No, it's not affecting me. I'm affecting it. And it can break, you know, totally. That happens. And on the contrary, I can be in this other state of, you know, all things are possible and all that, but not, not through will or not through thought, but just being there. And, um, and then things around me that were broken, they get fixed. Things just work out. People just fall into place. Things I need just appear. It's all just really good until then that day where it suddenly goes the opposite direction. It polarizes. So we have a reverse polarity and then everything goes to shit. And you know, it can't just be one thing after another after another. Who's doing that to you? You know. Well, the whole world's doing that to us. The whole world is, um, you know, hitting us 24 hours a day with, with, you know, negativity or things that would make us stay in that normal waking state they want us in. It's not like they want to bring us down. They want us in a normal waking state because that way Peter can never walk on the water. There'll never be a, a multiplication of loaves and, and fishes and fish. There will never be Lazarus coming out of that cave. There will never be the empty tomb. There will never be the miracle healings. There will never be anything. It'll just be the normal process. And let's listen to the science and touch it and feel it. And gosh, things really get in a thing like that. It gets pretty bad because when you get older, the only way you're going to fly is to not be in that normal waking state of consciousness.
And, you know, when you're not in that normal state of agreed-upon consciousness, then they tell you, you know, to go to the doctor to get medication. They want to lock you up. And, um, and so there, there goes the world. And I want to just ask you, so what other created entity does all this depend on? I mean, does this, do the animals do this? Do the bugs do this? How about plants? What about anything else? And the answer is no. Um, this kind of thing, this kind of accomplishment can only be really made through that which God made in his image, even if human can't access it because it's blocked. And you say, well, that pineal gland is blocked. Well, the tree of life is blocked. And God said, because the human, it's amazing, I know, I remember all these little stories. And God said, you know, um, they will know good and evil like us. And us as perplexed scholars for years and years. What does us mean? We can't let them have access to the tree of life or they would be eternal and in being eternal they would then know good and evil. They would be a force to be reckoned with. And God, I made them in my image and I I just can't give them access to that. And so here goes this long, arduous journey of the human undergoing, you know, this crazy obstacle course with nothing but negativity thrown at him forever and ever. And, you know, the only way really out at that point or to sort of maximize the situation, and really what Jesus is about is living in that conscious state that is anything possible. And then you have the yogis and the others, and the you know you've got the, the the Western magicians and the magi and all these people who will say, "Hey, you're having some bad luck there, dude. It's your fault. Your fault." And the Buddhist will say to you, "Oh, look what you manifested. It's your fault. You better clean your karma up. Start doing nice things for people." And they'll all blame you. The moment that Jesus couldn't do anything, what did they do? When he had to go through the ordeal as a, as a suffering human, what did they do? They piled on. And they really mocked him. And they really scorned him. They really hurt him bad. He was hurt so bad by the time he got to the cross, he probably didn't feel much. They overdid it. Why they do that? Because the plan, the the whole point of everything, is to you know not allow 
the human to understand what the human is. To preoccupy the human with worldly pleasures, let's say, like the you know, like the youth is running after the latest concerts and DJs and 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 I guess now fashion with every everything going transgender and gay. <laughs> and I'm trying, you know, to um, you know, at this point. You know, I don't know why some of us are even here anymore because it's like we've sort of done what we could to to tell people the truth, and the response has been to become more and more absurd. You know, it's just like, you know, why even go through it? Why even try? But um, I will try. Uh, you know, this um, this idea of the necessity of the human and human consciousness. So. On the one hand, if you change it, you change the molecular structure of the human, you change the human, as Klaus Schwab said. So that is true. That's the idea of the, uh, of, the, of the vaccines and all that. It's to change who you are and not what God made you so that you have no access and no escape. And it seems that it, that's worked you know, there are a lot of people also that have, you know, um, participated and obeyed and done what they were told and have regrets, and they they seem to have been given away back to the Lord. It's funny how the, the jab becomes Antichrist. Uh, but it's another feeble attempt of these people to change the human being. And what they think is they'll change the human being into being more compliant, and then they can access that consciousness and use that to put a hole in space. You know, so they can go there and be happy, like Star Trek. And I'm not kidding. You saw the, the clown outfits they wear and stuff. I mean, you understand. They're like playing like kids, you know. And it's, it is thoroughly embarrassing. If when you finally get down to the giant phallus, the big, you know, the big, the big thing, the big gun they've got, the Apollo gun, right, the CERN, and it's and it's trying to, you know, um, divide the smallest possible thing that, that exists so that they can, you know, reverse engineer it into you know into, into being creators. And their symbol being Shiva is also hilarious, in the sense that Shiva, the dance of of, of Lord Shiva is basically a dance of creation and destruction. And um, if you look at where Shiva's foot is, it's on a little figure down below, a little creature there, and that creature is called evil. So if we could just be like gods, you know what I mean? We create, and the universe is created and destroyed, created and destroyed, created and destroyed over and over again. And that's called the dance, and that's their symbol. You know, it's got this ring of fire around it. So it's created and destroyed. Cycles. They want to be like you. They want to be creating and destroying. They don't want to be the created and the, and the destroyed. And so they believe that. Uh, so they found, I think, in studies at you know MIT, and also they they test this on children, like they recruit children to do psychic tests to do you know can children get together and psychically like kill somebody and 
you know, or levitate or, you know, you know, any of these supernatural things, any of these things that if Jesus did them, they'd be called miracles. Can they do that by linking them together with a mind link and having them uh, focus on something? Yes, that works to a certain extent. But it's not ultimately definitive. It's not ultimately, you know, going to work for them. Okay, so they realize, I think, that the human consciousness is necessary to get where they want to go, but they have to harness it in some way or enslave it in some way, and, and, and you know, and they don't need, you know, billions. Uh, to get where they where they're going is they're going to leave the planet and they're not coming back. So they don't need to worry about what's behind here, what's left behind. They don't intend to come back. Once they get out of here, they want to keep going, and of course, they want to rule their own little world. It would be a world that they create, and it would be an inferior, fallen world, of course, if if anything. Probably it'll just wind up being a you know a a, a video game or some digital you know, avatar thing created by James Cameron that they can go jump in and live in as eternal beings as long as someone doesn't turn the power off. So in other words, it's futile. So they're frustrated, you know, in that, in that sense. But what we saw with Jesus was we saw Jesus teaching us to, um, that, you know, all things are possible you know, and this idea that I don't know where this started, but we somehow get this idea that the more people we get to pray for us, and prayer, of course, is the most powerful thing. Got to do that twenty four seven these days. But you know, we, the more people we get, and there's nothing wrong with numbers of people praying for a certain thing. I'm just saying that there's a feeling that the more people you get, is the the, the, the better the prayer is going to be answered. And we see that God inhabits the praises of his people. Yes, absolutely, Lord. But, you know, the prayer of a, of a righteous man availeth much. Have you heard that from the Bible? Would you rather have that crowd pray for you? How about this guy over here? He's righteous. He'll pray for you. And according to the Bible, the righteous prayer guy would be the, the one you, you know, want rather than the crowd. But people think in terms of numbers. They're thinking, and that's the way the worlders think. They think in terms of those numbers. And, of course, they're wrong. Their calculations are, they're not just wrong. They're 100% wrong. They're completely opposite wrong. Because what they want to do, they can't do the way they're doing it. And, you know, God will not tolerate, well, you know, you know God, God will avenge. So right now, just think about the bill that they are. Think about the vengeance of the Lord for a minute, because that's coming and already is here in the sense of individuals' lives. And, you know, fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but the uh, scoffing of God is the beginning of, of, of foolishness. And these people will lose their lives, absolutely. And they will lose their lives with nothing but unaccomplishment, no accomplishment, and books like, you know, Harari's, you know, Sapien and things like that will be looked at as just, um, you know, obviously folly at best. Because if you deny the creator, then you become a fool. And 
So the guy makes a public statement out of himself being a fool. And then he goes on and starts talking about how great the, you know, a clone of a lion and a, and a human being would be. And how great it is to be a bionic human and grow new arms and legs and stuff. And we can do all this, but first we have to get under your skin. Well, under your skin, that's where the devil wants to go. Because once they're under the skin and that's all manipulated, then it's game over. Or they think they can harness what it was that God gave you. But the thing is, what God gave you won't be there any longer. By attempting to harness the human, they kill the human. God made it so that nobody is going to be able to harness a human, you know, in that manner. Especially this brute force thing they like to do. They want to do everything with brute force. They want to force the people. They want to force people to do what they want to do. They want to force people to comply. They want to force you with law. They want to put you in jail. They're going to force jab you. They're going to, they want to torture you to death. And they, as long as they have that kind of consciousness, that kind of mind, they will never get anywhere. And there will be, of course, no new world order. It's nothing new about it. It's, they have a world order, and it basically sucks because it's all backwards. In other words, wh what you want to do, <laughs> you're in a world where the opposite happens. Where you want to go, you're in a world where the opposite happens. You want to live, you're in a world where death is king. But you're also in a world that God created, and there is no opposition to God. There is no devil against God, or people like, you know, Satanists and stuff. They're not really against God. I mean, it's, it's almost like everyone that Satan recruits, whether they believe in Satan or not, is irrelevant. It's just, you know, whether, whether they, they accept being on that side, they accept being paid to be on that side, they accept, they nod, they wink, they say, okay, I'm with you guys. Uh... Every one of those they, they get is, you know, and everything they do, um, you know, they always want to say, well, you know, we were around thousands of years. Someone said to me the other day, the wisdom that Sad Guru teaches is 6,000 years old. Like, you know, Jesus was 2,000. And it's like, uh, before, um, you know, before the Vedas were, I am, okay? Before Lao Tzu was, I am, Okay. Before, before a human being was, I am. And so, you know, they try to get you with things like that. And they, they, they cling to history, where history is, of course, based on an illusion anyway. But So everything they think and everything they do will be wrong, as you've noticed. Every attempt... Well, they've gotten, they've actually gotten pretty far by, you know, being cool in school. The state or, you know, saying the establishment runs the school. They run who's cool. And what I saw when I was, you know, teenager, I saw that the kids that are the coolest in school, the most popular, you'd think the most rebellious because they're all doing drugs and they're, you know, hopping on each other for sex and, you know, of, of every kind and, 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 and fashion. And you'll see, like, if you went to, like, someone's house or that, you know, and the big mucky muck is there, you know, the guy that's, like, running the military-industrial company, you know, the head of Raytheon or something, and the kids go there, you know, and, and there's this camaraderie between, you know, dad and the kids. 
who are out there recruiting other kids. But I mean, you'll see this nod wing, you'll see this connection. And it's an unholy connection. I mean, it's a deep, you know, connection, obviously. And you go, I thought that this whole hippie thing was to rebel against, uh, you know, anybody over 30. You know, you, can't, you know uh, it was against the establishment. Oh, <laughs> not at all. The establishment runs the coolness. Runs the, you know, what is it now? <laughs> the, the, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the thing is. The music, the, the you know, the, the, the choices of movies of Hollywood, which <laughs> hasn't brought them too much... Uh, you know, success unless you pre-program people for, um, you know, acceptance. Like, I can't wait to see that new Disney film. I just love that. Uh, you, you know, so it's all... the So these honchos that run these corporations, okay, run, the you know, the top guys, you know, that have the, you know, the bevy of jets and yachts and women and men and blah, 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 power. Yeah. They can order Biden to do whatever they want to do. You know, those guys. And you see their re- rebellious sons and daughters, you know, they're all going trans, they're all going this, they're all doing that, they're doing all this ecstasy and drugs and, and you know, and uh, you know, special K and blah, 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 whatever else. So they're shooting in their veins. They're, they're being, you know, and they are so connected. It's mom and dad and kids are, and you go, well, wait a second. I thought, you know, it, you, 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 they go to a party and, you know, the, the, the parent, they're, they're, they're allowing it. You know, and, you know, mom and dad will be out. They'll be gone to the, to the island this weekend. Why don't you all come over Saturday? We're going to have this band and, you know, and, you know, drinks will flow and all that. And people, you know how they mess a place up. The maids, people come in on Sunday, you know, clean it all up, you know. Monday or Tuesday, mom and dad come home. Everything's just fine. Oh, the bill for all that? No problem. Did you get anywhere with anyone? <laughs> okay, well, let's just keep this between us. So they look like rebels, and they act like rebels, and it's like, oh, I'm against the <laughs> I'm against the establishment. I'm getting interference stretch with this. I'm, oh, he's chewing the, the furniture. Good. Right. <laughs> So we got to fix that, right? He's obsessed with this sofa because I'm on it. He's, he's uh, taking a little chunk out of the red here, too. Right. Okay. Just don't worry about material things. You just chew it up. No, we took him on. He was a rescue, and you know what? He was so cute, and he, and he wanted to give love, and he's he doesn't know any. You know, he's a, he's doing the best he can. He did a great job on the on our you know on on the trip where we, uh, you know, we, the, the bus trip, uh, you know, which which um, you know, we basically had to just start repairing the bus on you know day one. <laughs> oh man, but. Yeah, no, no, that was, it was, you know, I've got memories of it, and I'll eventually love to put those into, uh, uh, you know, to, to relay those to you, because they're just some great uh, um, notions about life and about the way things uh, could have gone, you know, and, um, you know, the way people are. It's, it's amazing, you know, the real bigots out there. 
are bigoted toward God and people of God. I mean, that's really the, 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 the bigotry. And they will, you know, they actually go out of their way to try to get you in trouble, if they get you in jail, to hurt you, to do something. And then when you're kind to them in return, then they feel so guilty they can't look at you. And, you know, and I, I would ask them right now, did, do you realize the pain you're about to encounter on this planet? <laughs> I'm not... I wouldn't tell you right now. I'm not encountering pain, and I, re- I refuse. You know, this pain is not for me. Whatever the thing is that the world gets, because I think the real graduation for us, and again, this goes back to what, what I'm talking about about consciousness and about what they're doing. What the, the, yes, I know everything's wrong. Everything's back. Everything is false. So, but what Jesus taught is not false. And that is, um, you know, what Jesus did is, is as things go down the tubes, we, we, you know, you, me, all of us will be expected to live in that space, to live in that, to jump to that plane, to go to, that's the real ascendance, it's within. It's not some apotheosis where, you know, the, the Masonic rise to the Temple of Orion or something. I mean, this is all bullshit. You know what the real secret of Freemasonry is? It's just like Zen. No secret. The real secret of Zen is no Zen. The real secret of Master is no Master. And all of that comes from the idea of, you know, um, of no multiplicity, which then goes back to the singular aspect of Jesus with the loaves and the fishes, and creating enough, exactly enough, for the crowd to to eat and be filled. But it wasn't, you know, I mean, part of it was, have faith in me and you will eat. Then later it becomes, you know, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood, you know, but, but it's not like a human sacrifice that used to be upon the earth for, you know, whatever reason. It's, it's so that you're connected to the vine, so that you as, as fruit can grow, so that you have that connection and whatever there was before, not connection, twigs, dry branches, whatever, they're cut away. They get cut. And so abiding in the Lord is just, it's, it's a 24-7 thing. And, you know, it's, um, and that's why we don't, you know, fight back like the world, you know, you get me, I'll, I'll sue you, get me, and I'll get you. No, uh, we don't operate that way because we have a superior way. We, we would rather win. And there is no winning in some, you know, stupid, you know, street fight or nuke fight or whatever kind of fight. You know, group A goes against group B, and and they slaughter each other. There's no victory in that. But there is victory in causing someone to suddenly see their evil deed, suddenly understand what part they're playing in evil, and suddenly be convicted by the Holy Spirit, and suddenly be understanding 
that nothing they do in this life will ever be fulfilling and that the best days that they would ever have would be in their youth and that would be it. And the glory days they will always look back upon and they will never achieve it again because their bodies are wearing down, their time is wearing out. And so that will be that. And that will be the end of it. If they don't change. And why is it if they don't change? No, no, no one's saying, you know, go to church, do this, do that, do some form. It's if you don't change, you know, affiliation. See, the church of Jesus is already there and established and we're affiliated with it. I mean, the church of Satan, you know, the, 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 which is trying to be the opposite or the opposition, is already a thing, and the people that are in it have, um, you know, joined it or given their, their consent and free will and are full members of that and are seen that way by the Lord. That's why the Lord said in, in Revelation 18, listen, you know, come out of her, Babylon, churches, institutions, universities, blah, 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 you know, companies, wherever they're trying to make you, uh, you know, give it up for Satan or whatever, wherever that is where there's that slavery. Come out of her and be separate. So that, what? So that why? So that you won't be targeted by the plagues to come for the world. The people running and gunning now, they're having such a good time, they're partying you know, at the expense of all the meek on the earth, the poor on the earth, the troubled, um, and uh, instead of speaking the word of the Lord, which is there's tremendous abundance for all, and that's what should be enforced upon the, the earth and the protection of people and children and and the expansion of economies. And, and uh, look, you drive across the middle, you know, Texas. We had a day where we drove for, we were driving, you know, for hours. We didn't even see another car. It was on a, weekend on a Saturday, but we didn't see another car, you know, on our way to Lubbock, Texas, and we saw nothing. We went to one of the back, you know, highways up out of Junction, Texas, and got to Lubbock, and, you know, we barely saw another car. It was uh, truly amazing, and as far as the eye can see, there's nothing, no humans, nothing. Everywhere you go, desert out west, middle of the country, top of the country, there's hardly any people. And they, oh, the the climate change and this and that. And, you know, it's all a scam. So to join that club, you must lie. You know, you must enter in with a lie. And they have to have something on you to blackmail you with. And that's called initiation. Initiation takes place when you show them through self-corruption that you're on the team, whatever, you know. Some people kill someone (laughs) to have that access. Right? Or if you have connections, I suppose it's just, uh, you know, um, doing a sexual favor for some, somebody known in the family, something that to, to prove publicly you're, you know, just like everybody else who's done the same thing. But the problem with all these kind of initiations, whether it's blood or sex or lying to, or you know, being a politician, you know, the problem with it is, and, and they're so gross, it's not like they're even trying anymore. They just, you know, they just show you who they are. And you can feel it when you're around them. I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to 
talk to any of these people. They they know you. Oh, because <laughs> they're hungry. They're wolves. They, they're going to try to get you. If they cause you trouble or trauma, what happens to them? Up. Why? Because Satan's watching. Because they're a collective. And um, so you do, you know, a favor for Satan, then you, right? But it all begins with, with you know, just like Jesus, there's a baptism. Baptism is a public uh, admission of, you know, I'm with Jesus. That's a, that's a public thing. The public knows. You've been baptized, you know, you know, in a sense, it's like a, it's like a wedding to Jesus. You know, you've been, and that's you. You know, publicly, you're a you know, born again. Um, you know, born again, born of the Spirit, baptism, and then there's a baptism by fire that comes when you first uh, realize that there's persecution, <laughs> and then you get this baptism by fire. You go through these persecutions one after the other. And, you know, we fall all the time. We get scared. We run. We hide. We fight back. As Jesus is trying to show us another way, we keep stumbling to the, the old world way. And the world way, based on fear, and based on no confidence, and based on no talent, and based on nothing, but it's fear, you know, that you'll be without, and you'll be nothing, and you'll be mocked, and you'll be a laughingstock. Believe me, being a laughingstock is the least of your problems. But they'll take you and they go, look how good this guy, he was bullied at school and he was really a nerd and look, you know, he went through it and he did it and, and now look at him, he's like the top of the class, he's going on to that Ivy League school, he's the coolest guy and he's, he's you know, he's already an entrepreneur, he's getting into the Forbes 100 and yeah, baby. Always been there. I don't even think we need to, I mean, do we need to even, well, I guess we do need to ground it in reality. But that availability of compliance, of, I guess, conformity, is what it be called, uh, is available to anyone, you know, 24-7 around the world. And uh, people want money, you know. You know, I remember we used to talk to producer Mike, and I would always have these arguments. And um, you know, and, and it's funny I have arguments with people that want to defend the world system. Not he he loves Jesus, but then but he defends he's a little bit back and forth. I don't know how he is now. It's I think he's pretty much all all in for the Lord. But when he was younger, of course, he was having that struggle of you know being an award winning producer and effects uh supervisor and then being pulled that way and then being you know and then and that's the system and then and then wanting jesus the, the other way and being kind of caught in between and then doing the bidding of them against us and then being our friend <laughs> yeah i mean it was you know pretty hairy but uh i do believe he's he wound up you know on his feet he you know he again he struggled with his own weakness he didn't want to be cut from the herd and he felt that he would be cut from the herd if he were to straighten up and go with the Lord or whatever it would mean you know uh, the end of everything he had worked for so we've had you know it's not like it isn't uh, you know really obvious um, 
But God does something in these fights, though. You know, it's it's interesting. There has to be a fight. God is pleased with the fight. You know, when when there's opposition and you're and you're you know the target, and He's pleased with you that you become that target. He He loves you that you become that target. He wants you to become that target. Because then what he does is he does all this stuff that just completely blows their minds. I mean, it's just like undeniable proof to them who are swarming around you. I mean, you may not even know this, but they're swarming around you, and he's doing stuff to them while this is happening. And so in the future, they're just saying, please keep him out of here. Oh, no, I don't want to go through that again. Please, no. Or like in uh, Eric, the, the old Cream song, Take that thing right out of here. <laughs> it was on the on that, I guess their first album or second or whatever. And um, you know, whenever they refer to a thing as a human as thing, they're talking about a social pariah, which means someone on the other side. I like this thing, I gotta keep it sharp. Uh, da, 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 da. Or, you know, they all uh and 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 you know, you gotta tie into Romney and the clubs and all that. So the so the the freaks of the 60s, long hair and the beards, and the living in communes, you know, we're buddy-buddy with mommy and daddy establishment from the wealthy, the rich, the, the established. And I always wonder, I, you know, they're these rebellious hippies and they're buddy-buddy, but I thought that was against the establishment. Oh, well, except for the leaders who were leading the whole thing, all of it was fake. All of it was fake. The whole thing was fake. All of it was a psyop. All of it was social engineering. And all of it was from the same people that are blowing up the uh, food processors today. Same people. Same thing. Same program. What's the real program? What's the real mystery of Lucifer? What's the real nitty-gritty? What, what was it that Mick Jagger talked about on Sympathy for the Devil? But what's puzzling you is the nature of my game. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, there is no puzzlement except for people that follow you are puzzled. They're all puzzled. And they'll tune in here, you know. They may not tune in today, but they'll tune in to a Zephyr report down the road, and they're puzzled, and they'll hear what they don't want to hear. What is it you don't want to hear? You don't want to hear the truth because, see, the thing is, even if you don't do anything about it, and you're you just and you just die for whatever reason, you know you aren't even the subject of the argument anymore. You don't matter. You are irrelevant. You might as well have never been born in the first place. And that's the, you know what I mean? It's just, and then of course, if there is punishment or whatever for, um, you know, vengeance by God in, in that sense, um, you know, then God has to take vengeance to balance the scale. So then you would be, you know, subject to that uh, pain and suffering. And, you know, and you would say, well, all I did was I just was on earth and I, you know, fed my family and I was trying to do a good job with work and all that. Yeah, well, it was just like when I, you know, I go to a, I went to this Queensryche concert and I saw this 
again, these people dressed very suit and you know, you know, dress and look like they just got off work, or whatever. Very established, very conservative. And as soon as uh, Tate, the singer start, Jeffrey Tate, starts singing, the part about um, I don't need Jesus, never did, and never will. Up go the devil hordes from these conservative, you know, thinking they'd be good. You know, young Goodman Brown lives, you know, let's get him, man. <laughs> Drive him out of town. <laughs> and um, so to answer the question of, you know, how come these kids, you know, not all, some are you know, rebellious and they hate their parents and they hate the men. They're real true believers and they go off the cliff. But the ones running it, the haunches, the guys who always had the parties and who kept track of you, know, the social mavens, them, oh, they're in cahoots with the parents and the, the whole thing, who, who sanction all the, whatever it is, the drugs, this, that, the sex, you know, just as long as you shape them into compliance. What for? Going to build something here on earth? Going to do something? Going to live? No, you're going to die. Well, then what is the point? Well, you see, if they never know what the point is, you know, the point is for them to mock, um, you, you know, the straight people that don't know about any of this, the, the, uh, the you know, the Jesus people, the, uh, you know, to, to, to mock everyone. Not to think about where they're going to go or not go. It's to get them to think about that game and also to hunt. You know, the vampire stories were not about, you know, um, you know, vampires uh, per se, but they were about just run-the-mill Satan. It's just everyday people. They have to learn to hunt. Meaning you got to make somebody suffer to get a pop. Oh, it hadn't been going good for you for a while. You're going to have to do something to something, make them suffer. And, that, and they do. They make you suffer, and then you suffer because of something they do in the spirit. And, um, you know, they can curse you and then you can, you can, you know, you get hurt, you get physically hurt, you might even die. I mean, they, they, they have the power to do all those things, but then so do you. So do you. And, you know, you do the best you can, but a lot of people show a lot of road wear because they've taken a lot of hits you know, from from that side, who are, you know, they do that, and they, you know, abort babies, and they, you know, exploit, you know, child sex trafficking, and they do all this stuff, you know, it's all under the military-industrial complex, uh, you, you know, to keep favor with the economy, and to be rich, and to be powerful, they will sacrifice every everything, and I mean everyone, ultimately, to maintain their goal of personal wealth and prestige. Very important. And it's so funny. because, <laughs> Well, you know, and, and, and it's very, very, you know, alluring. I mean, most people would say that they're sitting there in an apartment, they can't pay the rent, and you know, everything's going down the tubes. If they could get an opportunity with somebody that's got, you know, some, someone in the establishment that could help them you know, get on that ladder. They'll be they, they line up and you know by the hundreds to say I volunteer, I'll do it, whatever you want me to do, just get, get me in the game, put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Gee, I wonder what that song was about. It didn't seem like it was about was it wasn't about baseball, was it? <laughs> Sorry.
It's not about baseball, John Fogarty. That old man in the road. That man's come a long way since Susie Q, hasn't he? <laughs> and of course, the healing of Dennis Wilson. What do you think that healing involved? Why do you think they thought he was crazy? Why was there so much trouble there? And then when they finally got him conformed and welcomed him back into the fold, he was old and feeble. He wasn't that young guy producing those hits. It was almost pathetic watching, watching him try to you know, hobble up on that stage. Then have all these people clapping and you know tears running down their faces. And you wondered, why are they crying? Uh, well, if you don't know, I really can't tell you. But I mean, that that really was, um, you know, I I I, I guess. You know, I wished he'd kept going. <laughs> Why would someone choose a tragic life? You know, why would somebody um, do that? Well, because there is not a tragic life. It's because there's not a choice. There. It, it, a de default position. If you don't choose something, you, you know, you haven't chosen it. You're still in the valley of decision. And, and really, there, there is no life. You know, what, what it is is this. You know, Jesus is, you know, life is truth, you know. It's a big thing, Jesus. It's beyond human, Jesus. Cornerstone, Jesus. I am, you know, Alpha and Omega, Jesus. First and last, Jesus. Uh, water of life, Jesus. Um, and finally, through the, the word, uh, creator, Jesus, the, the world, everything you see, including you, created through Jesus, through the word. The word made flesh. So all of reality is contingent upon Jesus. Say, so, oh, that's not the only way you could follow. No, 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 no. All these gurus and different religious leaders. And it's like, no, it's not got anything to do with really following in the sense you think what follow means. It has to do with reality and truth, existence, life. If it were not that, Jesus, that is, you, you know, and, and so there's this, what do you mean, transcends? No, it's, it's, it's hard for you to understand because it's, the understanding of Jesus is not of this world. It's not based on this 3D, you know, sort of ongoing stage show that's going on here. It's the, the, the fulcrum of existence, and then it is existence itself. <laughs> By denying the truth, you have basically nothing of a, you know pain and suffering. That's what you have. So when the Buddhist says, the problem with the earth is it's all suffering, it's because man has chosen to suffer by choosing, you know, to, to say that the world is eternal. The, the world is God. The world is, is, is everything. 
And so you say, the world is suffering. Well, it wouldn't be that if people knew the truth, but they don't know the truth, so they choose. You know, so through ignorance, the world is suffering. But I would say that to correct the Buddhist, I would say this. The first cause of everything is probably ignorance. Ignorance of what a human being is to begin with. The world is not suffering devoid of humans. What they mean to say is the world is suffering based on humans. But based on what humans? There's different kinds of humans, different affiliations, different things going on all over the place. What do you mean all life is suffering? Life is not suffering. So the first tenet of Buddhism is, you know, if you really want to break it down, it is a lie. Life is not suffering, just like love is not hate. You know, life is not suffering. Life is not death. So when you start with the premise of all life is suffering, then you come up with this idea that desire for things, for stuff, for prestige, for acknowledgement, to not be harassed, um, desire is what causes suffering. And um, then there's more that goes into that. And there must be a, a way out of the suffering. And the Buddhist will offer up the, uh, the ethical eightfold path of right mind, right consciousness, right action, right, you know, right behavior. And then the Buddhists all attack each other. When bad things happen to one guy, they all distance themselves, right? Because they think that guy caused it. <laughs> you caused your own karma, you know. And uh, they, they could never understand Job. Can you imagine trying to explain Job to a Buddhist? He must have done something in another life that's terrible that brought this upon him. No, he did not. So, you know, I would say, you know, the anecdote, the, the antidote to Buddhism would be Job. That would shoot a hole in it. I mean, you know, go ahead and meditate all you want, but it's not going to really do you any good in the long run because you're meditating on false premises. So if you're building on a false foundation, no matter how beautifully you build your building, it's going to fall. Yeah, but Jesus never got anybody anywhere. And look, everyone hates, hates you people and hates white Christians and hates this, hates that and the wars and Christians and all, you know, and Muslims hate Christians and and on and on and on. And, of course, you know, the answer is really simple. That the human being has been, you know, uh, indoctrinated into this belief that this world is it and this is all there is and you have to, you know, um, pretty much obey your elders or overthrow your elders or, you know, do whatever you do based on the system that's already here when you're born, what you're born into. And, of course... Everyone is suffering, and everything is suffering. So we, you know, we, we look at magazines, and you see people are on top, and they're doing interviews, and life's pretty good. I'm going to go for that, too. There's hope. And the answer, the real answer to it is, there is no hope in, in, a, in, a, you know, in a dying world. There is hope in life. There's hope in love. There's hope in eternity. There's hope in God. There's hope in Creator, because there is no other place to go even for redress. No, but 
you know, the real city, I mean, they don't, you know, talk to Satanists like, like they have elder, you know, the hierarchies. They're all based on hierarchy. Everything is hierarchy. Hierarchy. The entire world is based on hierarchy. So they go to the next one up and, you know, oh, please, Godfather, you know, and, you know, and work out their problems that way. And usually, it, you know, there's, you know, this guy, that, this happened, and oh, it's all unjust, and we better get him. So, vengeance. Only the vengeance of man leads to a futility. See, and that's the, the, the bottom line. You try to explain to people that, you know, even if I'm not, well, every child of God does miracles, but it's whether they're visible or not, and that's up to God. You know, no prophet is heard in his own country. That is really sure, especially as Rich Keltner would put it, if you're accurate, if you've had some accurate, you know, things the Lord has said through you and then they come due, um, at that point they will probably drop you. They don't want to hear again. So that's that Satan hiding in Christianity thing, right? Whenever you see anybody that's doing anything, you know, you know, you know they get rejected. Or some rumor comes up there, they're really a corrupt, you know, evil, you know, cannibal or something. So, so then, you know, so that there never will be a house undivided. And so what do you do? Well, you know, I look at the world, look at the nuclear war, look at it. it nothing surprises me at all. Because we've been here many times, this crisis point. And, you know, it's basically the faults of people who, you know, refuse to see the truth and abide in it. They, they want to abide in the lies and they, the, you know, people are weak and they don't want to be harassed and they want to have, you know, a good life. They want to, you know, the work. And you know, I talked to one agent, I just want to work and retire and just keep people off my back and just, you know, have a low profile and see my grandkids come up and then die and I'm fine. And that's what they do. And they don't have a deathbed confession or, you know, come to Jesus moment ever. You know, that's, that's, you know, they stay as far away from that as possible and they accept the corruption that they have, you know, the spiritual corruption within them that they have, you know, fostered through affiliation and through obedience and through um, consent. And then they go off that way. And, you know, I've... thinking that there'll be some relief probably in death. You know, having struggled with this battle within themselves for so long and then finally losing the battle because, you know, they can say, well, I don't want to see my grandchildren get hurt. You know, look at the people that have rebelled. Look at the horrible things that happened. They, they have no children. They have no thing, no legacy, nothing. It's as if they were never here. And the answer to that is, it, it may appear that way. But in real reality, quite the opposite is true. Of course, you know, the people that stay the court, they, they can only believe in what they can see, touch, you know, and feel. And they're not going to take a leap of faith. They're not going to give God any chance 
or any favor because they feel they'll be punished if they do. I mean, I had a guy who was, he was in the Calvary Chapel and, you know, I was, I, you know, I wanted to pray with him. And he said he was afraid because they were listening to his prayers. I said, do they have an implant in your head? He goes, no, they're just linked like that. And so when they're linked like that, like a hive, he goes, yeah. I said, well, when they're linked like that, then, you know, you know they're not on Jesus' side. You know, that's the, the linking, the psychic linking is Satan. It's, you know, satanic. It's, it's basically uh, psychic gifts and stuff like that get increased. And then people find they can talk to each other without moving their lips. And pretty soon, they're, they're, silence is the way they all start communicating. They learn how to do this at a young age. And then they use it for, you know, like triangulating the target, you know what I mean? And gang stalking, you know, gaslighting. And other silly pursuits, which then gets them deeper into evil, deeper into doing bad deeds. And then that, you know, piles up as, as real karma because God is not mocked. And what we sow, so shall we reap. Otherwise, God is mocked. God is not mocked. They are mocked. And one can't say when that day of reckoning will come to them, but it surely comes. It surely comes even in the form of death and them knowing that, you know, knowing that they wasted their chance. Because everyone that dies is pissed off about a couple of things. One, it didn't turn out the way they thought. And two, they were robbed somewhere along. They didn't get what they were supposed to get. They didn't get, you know what I mean? Satan did not deliver what he said he was going to when you were young and handsome and everybody wanted you and, and off you went into the world of flesh. And, uh, you know, the, 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 Satan's a liar and he's, 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 the, uh, he's the original liar, the thief and murderer. And, you know, so anything that, you know, you're promised, even if it's contractual, it's not going to be, you know, he doesn't have to deliver. He's a liar. He's the head of the liars. His job is to lie. So whatever deal you think you made, it's, he's not going to fulfill his end. You know, you can also, there are people I know that go out and do bad things, you know, in order to get favor with Satan. And, you know, they backfire if the target detects it and then gives it to the Lord. And there's always that risk. You know, I'm you know I deal with this all the time, and of course I've dealt with it in um, being around worlders, and you know just it, you know my case is kind of you know a little easier maybe because I never really you know God never gave me like that much of a choice or that much freedom to you know what I mean things were pretty controlled you know and and I was a watch observed I didn't have like um, Usually, you know, young people coming up, if they're grooming you, you know, the word grooming also is not a bad word. Grooming can mean grooming for the football team, grooming for an executive position at, uh, you know, at uh, Goldman Sachs. Grooming can be, 
you know, whatever, to, 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 to go to law school. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, this, this grooming children. What will grooming children be to be, you know, to be sexualized, uh, you know, for adults or whatever? They, they, they just want to make that, well, they're turning that into a bigoted term or whatever. I don't even have time for that. It's just beyond. It's beyond. You know, it's all folly. But but groomed is not a bad term. But they, you know, the, the, the people get groomed. You know, to I mean, basically what happens, they get abused. And then they're groomed, um, you know, to join the club. You know, and join the club is a, you know, uh, usually begins with sexual favors and goes on from there. But it also involves, you know, criminality, blackmail, all that. But then again, you don't even get a traffic ticket then. And so that's... They think that, you know, Satan is salvation. And, you know, and, and you know, they take over the churches and they take over the, the mosque and the synagogues and the temples and all the cults. And they're basically recruiting, always recruiting. But then they're going to turn on you for that persecution. And, of course, the way out of the abuse is to give in. And then they, they say, you know, all this hate... And all this abuse can turn to love if you just give in to us. And all these groups will be happy to accept you all over the world because the more they recruit, the more up they go. Popularity, uh, viral, you know, influencers, I guess that's, you know, all of these things are just waiting for your consent. And, you know, and you will go far. And, and unfortunately, there's a lot of people that think they are um, on God's side, on the side of truth, and uh, and all that, and they're not. And you know, they're they're they're. It's funny, um, and it's ironic. But sometimes, the Lord drops us into situations with people, and. It's to get them to, to manifest, to do something, because they want in their lives, and they, and they say they've put the occult on the shelf and all that, and then when they, they encounter you, child of God, wherever you are, all of a sudden they get that stuff off the shelf, and they aim it at you. But then you say, Lord, I give you this. He's falling back into sorcery. He's throwing it at us, Lord, blah, blah, blah. And the Lord takes it, and, um, you know, and then they end up paying for it. So that wouldn't, you know, they, they get reminded that theirs is not the most powerful way. And that they do pick on a child of the Most High God. There are um, repercussions and there are consequences. You know, but most of the time they, they get off the hook. But then there's that one you know, poison snake out there or poison plant or whatever. You can't step on it. And they step on it thinking they're going to get somewhere and it blows up in their face. And then that's also then shown them to be, you know, uh, untrue in terms of presenting themselves as all straightened up and trying to walk a righteous path. You can't walk a righteous path unless the Lord walks you on that path. You know, it's the Lord's righteousness. We're weak, we're sinners. But subject to these 
wolves in sheep's clothing and they see you and they and they try to um you know they try to break you down in some kind of way you know so that you will what they want to prove is that their way wasn't wrong do you know what i mean it's like the people that took the jab they want to prove that they didn't make a mistake they never got duped. They, they can't stand that idea. So the, the ones in Satan, they want to do the same thing. They never got duped. They never, you know what I mean? They, they, they um, you know, it was right. That was the right way to go, to, you know, join society and become a part of it. And, you know, and, you know, and even give your life for it if, if, if necessary. And, and that's the noble way. And they'll say, if you have an opposite opinion of that, then, you know, we should kill you. And so what God is looking for is he's looking for people that, um, you know, believe the truth about this uh, issue. But I, you know, we always have this issue. We always have this fight. You know? And there's always this, like, mocking tone from Satanists, like, you know. There's so, and, I'm, and when I hear that, and I, you know, even it's my last because of my senior status and being little bit crazy and all that and it's kind of like oh well most of the time they try to prove that you're wrong and they're right and the only way to prove that you're wrong is to mess with you which is hidden and then how you react to that and they'll say well you see thank god we're uh, we're all civilized here and we have compassion and feelings and we care. So dividing is always like that. You know, it's, 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 um, but when it comes to Jesus, there's, there's something that ticks off in people. You know, it's like a program and they're just programmed to, you know, come at you and it's never alone. It's always in a group or whatever. But I mean, it's, it's a, um, sad to see because you realize it's nice if you can tip the person off and let them know that, hey, I know what, you know, what this is, what you're doing, and I can just tell you that you're, you won't succeed, and I'm going to be here until God takes me, and, you know, and, and they just can't, they just, they just can't go along with that. The other thing is, if they've sacrificed for a long time, meaning they haven't done any of these rituals in a long time, and their business has suffered for it. Boy, I haven't done anything in business for years. You know, why should I stay on this path? You know, when, you know, Zeph is breaking all the rules, he's, you know, or whatever. He could justify that, you know. And, um, you know, so therefore I'm going to go after him. Because, you know, he's he's not perfect. And... The mistake is that God sees me as a child of the Most High God. It doesn't really matter the fact that I'm, you know, my weaknesses and my problems and my sins, of course. It, no, I know you, I know you're, you're all wound up. No, you're not going to knock. He's got, he wants to clean behind my ears. I've, I've been hitting that with a wash rag lately. <laughs> Come on, Ben's. 
And so what they do, you know, is they um, want to shame you publicly, want you to be shown as weak. They'll come after your whatever you're doing. Your if you have a, you know, if you're creative, you write books or you have movies. Whatever. They'll try to mess with those, and they'll do anything they can do to 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 shame you. And um, to show their way is superior. To say, you see, that was the right choice. You know, and, and Zephyr, Joe, whoever out there, the, they made the wrong choice. You see that? And I've proven it before the whole world. You know, so I'm feeling good about myself now. You know, and see how they went down in flames? You see, they were no match. You know, God, God didn't save them, so... You know, I did the right thing, and I'm I'm on the righteous side, and now my business is flourishing. So, you know, who got the better deal? Right. And I think I think that's um, a game that the world plays with itself to justify the the system continuing on as it is, which is basically a spiritual system. Uh, based on you know anti God and um, but appearing as an angel of light, you know hope and beauty and love. It's 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 insidious. It's very very clever, and it's at first I really just thought people were just, um, you know, picking on you or stalking you or whatever for, um, I didn't really know why. I, I didn't, you know, the world did not reveal itself to me. It was Jesus that revealed the world to me. And when Jesus revealed the, you know, revealed the world to me, you know, unveiled it so I could see, then I thought, oh, there's only one thing going on in the entire world, no matter what government, religion, people, skin color, anything, economy, doesn't matter. Just one thing. And once you get it, you get that, then you realize, but the way out, should you choose it, is fraught with danger and awful, you know, it's tough, it's hard. You know? And um, I think what God wants us to do is he wants us to be like the loaves and fishes and thrive under the rubric of um, persecution. And people are persecuted, too, for other things. I mean, you see people, political persecution. You see persecution in the, in the film world. Um, you know, arts and entertainment, when someone breaks away from the group and they want to do their own thing. And then, you know, you, you've seen people die. Uh, so that's more famous. You've seen, at the same time, you've seen Hollywood sink because it's basically, might as well just say Satan on the Hollywood Hills. You know, and, and just you know, mock all the churches and validate everything. And just go with evil. Just say, well, it's evil, and you, know, you come in here, you have to be evil or you're going to get kicked out. Meaning laughing at people dying. <laughs> okay, that's a good start. But you have to have a heart that just mocks it all. You know, and, and, and God 
not just allowed it, but God created that, that system. Because that system is the only thing that can actually vet a person. You know, that system will show you your weakness in persecution, your lack of faith, your weakness, your lack of resolve, and it may be taken out on your body and sickness, um, your finances and your, you know, in any other way you could, you know, you know, the way you react to it. And then it may not even be that in the end. It may just be, are you staying the course anyway? And you go, yeah, I'm staying the course. I don't have any course. This is, Jesus is my life, really. That's it. And why is Jesus my life? It's because the only alternative was, you know, death. And the Lord revealed himself to me as, you know, and wasn't ready for me to go. But I mean, before that, it wasn't like they were recruiting me or being nice or showing me any, doing, you know, telling me anything. They were just, you know, piling on. And um, there was no explanation. I, you know, I eventually got the explanation, you know, not just the explanation, but the entire kit and caboodle, the entire thing that they struggle with in philosophy, mathematics, um, you know, reasoning, logic. You know, it's like having all those arguments resolved. And, you know, when, when someone says, well, I'm an atheist, I don't believe in God, I'm an atheist. And, you know, they get all these stars and people are racist and they want to stay on that level. I'm like, well, if you deny the existence of God, then you believe in God. You just, you just you know, deny God in your heart. <laughs> and, you know, you can't really win. If you choose to persecute innocent people that mean you no harm, then really in your character, in your karma, in your life, you've chosen to persecute people. Oh, come on. He's making a lot of noise with his bone. He only wants to sit behind me. On this. I have no room. In the, I mean, he's behind me. And whatever he's doing, he brings it here. And he's now trying... Huh? He does. I mean, he, he won't. A nice run with No, he'll just stay there. So I guess he bonded with me, which is pretty cool. But kind of difficult when we're trying to, um, you know, lay out the uh, a treatise on um, reality. Hey, uh, Mitch is back to blogging again, and he was pointing out March 11th, 2020. Your birthday. Uh, the death of Hollywood. The old Hollywood system. Um, well, Hollywood it, has died. And, you know, all the famous people of Hollywood, like the big icons of the past, I mean, they're all in the club, too. I mean, it's all the same thing. It's Now they're, they're you know, it's, it's all related worldwide. You were born into a world uh, that is what it is. It's the Satan Club or whatever. And our job is to find out what the truth is, you know. For years, I was explaining to people what the world was about, what it seemed to be like. And they were, you know, attacking and, you know, they, you know do anything they could to get you not to think that. And, and you know, and therapists and drugs and anything they could do. But I think the, the, the man of knowledge, no matter 
whether he believes in God or doesn't, who knows what he believes in. But a man of true knowledge would recognize that the world is just one thing. And also recognize that, that the human being is not, the human being is not um, like every other biological thing. There is a thing about the human, and you know, it's seen in reflective consciousness. That's why the vampire doesn't reflect, because he's no longer human. He can't see himself in the mirror. You know, little things like that. That's clever stuff, trying to get the same universal truth. But it's, it's what I said in the beginning, everywhere all the time. So it's slavery. It's pedophilia. It's human sex trafficking. It's drugs. It's fentanyl. It's the uh, Biden administration allowing a certain amount of killing by the Chinese with fentanyl and allowing it to make up for the opium wars, you know, hundreds of years ago. It's all of that and more. The only problem is, no matter how big you get in the world, you're diminished in the spirit, in eternity, in soul, in existence. And there are many people, I I kind of agree with, when I saw Roseanne's interview with uh, Alex Jones, I, I didn't see it, I mean, I heard it. I kind of agree with Roseanne that there's a lot of people that do not have souls, or you know, and I like to think, well, maybe they had them, and they they through their affiliation, eventually they got lost or diminished, could be too. But to do mass genocide, you really, you know what I mean? To 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 plan a nuclear war, and for friends and neighbors to get nuked, and for you to know that you're doing it. That to you know, to me, that's soulless, right? Whatever it was that made you human is no longer there. To say that, you know, to enjoy depopulation, to get to get off on it like Gates does, he almost has an orgasm when they interview him. He says that next pandemic's really going to be strong, isn't it? And he starts ah, ha, 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 ha. ah, this one they're really going to, you know, and then you know he's a mass murderer, and you know he's you know really the the president of the United States and every other country, and you realize you know he's also you know just a figurehead, but you realize that he's doing it. And no one will stop him. No one will say it. And you look at the ditzy interviewer. You know, some stupid babe, you know, just kind of, you know, airhead, you know, whatever. Posing to be a liberal so they they have a PhD in something. Um, it's, it's really, uh, there's a lot that can distract you. You know, and, you know, another thing I had learned about persecution is, you know, when it's going on and when they start in, you, there's really nothing you can do about it. You've just got to give it to God. You've just got to be in concert with God. You just have to be in line with God, in agreement with God. And it's going to go through it's what it's going to go through. We've had some doozies. We've, had, we've seen some really serious, you know, stuff, you know, in persecution. And we didn't, you know, we didn't really... Um, It's not like we were fighting back, because that does no good. It's like we were just, you know, presenting ourselves to the Lord and asking the Lord to help us survive. And in so doing, I think there will be, if the Lord decides for vengeance, then we will see it. But, I mean, that, that, can't, that, that can't be part of it. You can't just, like, go into your, you know, your psychic mind and start throwing people out windows. I mean, I did that when I was younger. And actually, <laughs> a few cases worked. But... That's not the way we we roll.
you know, because, you know, you are um, here to, um, you really are an influencer. And, you know, you can't see them, but they can see you. So they watch you. They watch how you react when something bad happens. They watch how you, you go about your life. They're trying to figure out if Jesus is real or not, or if you're just deluded. They're trying to figure out, because they're not really happy with Satan, because then it gets, you know, if you go further down the scale of evil, people are doing all kinds of things they don't agree with that they would hate. And they hate being part of it. And they, but, they're, but they're not, you know, they, they've been burned by religion. They're not sure. They, you know, so they watch you. And they watch what you're going to do. And are you just saying that, or do you really believe that? Do you really love that person that's ready to kill you? Did you really love them that persecuted you, or did you plot for their destruction? And, you know, the other thing is, it's, it's not even about living well, Mom. Living well is the best revenge, you know. I got this, I got that, and I'm, I got freedom, I got health, I'm running around. Yeah, geez, I... I got off light. You know, that's not, that's, there's no vengeance in living well. <laughs> Whoever came up with that is a materialist. There is no vengeance in doing, in, in, in living well at all. In having things or not having them. It's, there's no, there's no, you see, I'm, I should have, you know, they should have stripped me down. To, you know, they've, because they have a cliche that, that, you know, someone that doesn't follow Satan winds up with, you know, talking to themselves on the road, you know. Uh, you know, you know, begging for quarters. Uh, I, you know, the, the, they'll say anything to recruit, especially use fear. Like, if you don't join us, you're dead. And that's what they do. Beginning when you're, you know, and then mom and dad sheepishly start looking at you and saying, you know, son, uh, it's not so bad. You know, the world's not just evil like you think, you know, like, you know, like people are trying to tell you it is. It's, you know, we work hard. We don't do anything evil. You know, you know it's worked for our family for generations. <laughs> what? Well, you know, we we can show you if you're willing. And um, that's conversations being had, you know, all over this country right now. Life's still good. For the materialist, for the devotee of Satan who doesn't know Satan exists. They, life's still good for those who pass through to the other side. When Jim Morrison was singing, break on through to the other side, he's really not talking about quantum anything. He's talking about daddy, a big admiral in the Navy, in naval intelligence. That's what he's talking about. He was working for daddy. His job was to go in there along with the LSD and everything else and do what the Beatles were doing and create records that would basically be recruiting tools. You know, and when kids have reckless abandon, they go, I hope I die by 30 and party till you die and, and you know, I'll do anything and any drugs, sex, anything, I'll do it all. Ah, you know, just you know, say, nah, you know. And they're, they're ready to go right now. And so that was all all coming into America in the 60s, you know, all these songs and stuff of break on through. And then if you don't know there's another side, it's, oh, look, they're straight. They're like the Amish. Oh, my God. Then you find out the Amish is totally into it, too. (laughs) 
Yeah. See, the young Goodman Brown story runs through everything. And, um, you know, it runs through all communities. And, and that's why, you know, when, when um, these talk show hosts, and I'll just take Alex Jones because uh, I, I hear that, um, uh, you know, Trish likes to listen to Alex and I, I listen once in a while, it's, but it's on but in the background anyway. And he'll say, we're winning. Or, or someone else will say, I think we're winning. And what they fail to take into account, it's not a criticism, it's just I'm in, in a different field of work. Um, and not a criticism, but it's failing to take into account that um, the... It's like trying to divide people into good people and bad people and trying to make some kind of distinction and not understanding that what the whole world really is and what, what the, the way that God set it up. He didn't set this world up for um, us to ascend into Star Trek and the, you know all that stuff. He he set it up, you know, for the for the wedding, for the for the wedding with God, for the consummation, for the for the you know for producing. This great jewel, I like to call it, and I like to think of that as the New Jerusalem in a way. But this great jewel of of the pinnacle of creation, and it's about what he's creating, not about individual free will. The individual free will, I believe, has to do with um, you know being thrown into a valley of decision with all these you know temptations on the one hand and the other path on the other, and, you know, all these things being thrown at us to see who are his and how his are, and, and also teaching, you know, teaching souls to understand. But ultimately, this is not the finish, the finishing work. You know, so it's not like we get to go to the, to go play in the stars and do our own thing. It's, it's we're being, you know, grouped, even though it's an individual thing, it's, you know, I am equals I am, uh, into this eternal realm, but there's a purpose to that in terms of creation, and that's God's creation. And so are we willing to be God's creation, or do we want to fight to be, you know, to have our ego be the creator, but our ego is poisoned by propaganda and influence by others, by the system, by the beast, you know, I want to be a rock star, I want to be a baseball star, I want to be a big, you know, an astronaut, I want to be a, you know, blah, blah, blah. I want to get the, uh, you know, the weekly bonus. I want that, that award. I want to know that I'm, I can, look, mom, look, I got this award. So there's, there's, there's this graduation from like kind of a base, base human with human, desires of being, you know, approved of to um, this cosmic level of being I am, really, in a sense. And so people not knowing what that really is or what that entails fight to make this earth and these cycles and this time and this space home. And when it becomes home to them, they're ready then, because they don't want to lose their home, they will then initiate into... Um, you know, there, there's initiation because we're born as a commodity, you know what I mean? And then with, with, a, with, a, with a will, with a choice, and, you know, to, to become 
uh, theirs, you know, to become Satan's. But the problem with becoming Satan's is he he has no ability to hold souls. He's not God. You know what I mean? He's not a creator. You know what I mean? It's just a position, a spiritual position. And maybe there is a way out of that. It's, it, someday their heart softens, they change their mind, they go, oh, I see Jesus is the way. And they do that. I mean, I don't know. I only tell you my experience. You know, what people do after death, I don't know. What people do in life when they, they go down this path the whole time and they recommend it, they say, look, we want you to be successful. We want you to, you know, you, you, you're hurting everybody. Why don't you just accept this is the way it is? And the reason we don't accept it is because God has told us this is the way. And we see what happens. We see that there is a, a price of um, following Jesus. But the price has to do more with seeing reality for what it is rather than what we want it to be. And when we see it for what it is and we realize there's, there's you know, there was only one thing that was truth. It's this whole thing of John 1. The word became flesh and everything that was created was created through the word. And so that you see the, inter- and, then, and then Jesus is introduced by John the Baptist. And then, and then the baptism, you know. This is uh, an incredible you know, story of, of uh, God, you know, in a sense dealing with the creation that's fallen, but actually continuing the work that was begun, that he began. And so I'm always asking, okay, Lord, what is your direction for me? Where should I go? And the Lord doesn't say, live like a monk and be separate on that cliff over there. You know, live in that cave like Elijah. He just... You know, a lot of us are in, in the world doing things and believe in the Lord. A lot of us have knowledge about all this, but it's limited. You know, it's not as deep as what I've just told you. You know, it's, it's what I've just told you is deep, but it's simple. Like, I like to put it this way. Children understand what I'm saying. But the, the, the more worldly you get, the more influenced by the world you get, the harder it is to understand by all of us. But I have the unique experience to see all this when I was a child and, and uh, to finally come into maybe 20, 30 years later trying to, starting to understand. I think I always said on the Zeph report that it was everything everywhere all the time and that um, I did talk about the, you know, the, um, the whole focus on children, pedophilia, you know, uh, there is human sacrifice. There's, there are all these things that you can think of that are horrible. <laughs> you know, someone's doing it to get some favor from the devil. They do believe in the devil. And they warn you that if you rebel, you not only wind up in these institutions or in jail or in this or that or ruined. And then you say, well, I don't like God because he's made all these people sell out to the devil because they're too weak to withstand it. Now, I'm not going to argue with that. That's a very legitimate argument. I, that's, In fact, that's my argument for the world. I believe that man is weak and that you can't blame people for selling out. You know, it's really not selling out if everyone's doing it. It's like it's like you're just being part of the group. And I don't blame anyone for it. I mean, it 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 makes logical sense. And man is weak and and you know, can't tolerate and especially here in the United States, we've had all these goodies and, you know, ease of life and laziness. It it 
you know, the idea that all this would be handed, uh, you know, handed to you on a silver platter and, you know, all you have to do is nod and wink. <laughs> you know, we understand. I mean, obviously, that's an easier choice in a sense, at first at least, than being an individual, you know, being what God made you in, in Christ and realizing that, you know, you alone are nothing, but in Christ you are, you know, this is, that being in Christ, that choice is part of creation. He's creating a thing beyond us all. And not everyone's going to be able to see it, and they're going to say, well, this is what i got to do to survive. And they're going to... Yeah, I saw one guy recruiting um, children to rebel against their parents and cut them off and not talk to them again while transitioning or doing, you know, becoming transgender or LGBT or, one, you know, getting in that, in that club. And, um, you know, saying that they could contact him and he would help them, you know, he would be their friend when their parents are not. Now, this is right. This is um, Nazi tactic. This is, uh, this is uh, really strong propaganda. I mean, this is, this is how it's done. And, um, you know, this, this guy is, uh, you know, very charismatic, kind of like, Reminds me of like a cult, like a gay cult leader, sort of, you know, and, and, uh, but how many, uh, you know, people has he influenced to, uh, you know, they want you to break away from your family or any traditional values and go with the uh, new, you know, anything goes movement and, and, and be free. And when you're young, that makes sense. And people, you know, if that's all I got to do and I, and I get money too and a job and place to live and all I got to do is just like, be free sexually? Wow, cool. What a great deal. Okay. You know, like the, like the, well, who said, you know, and they're, they're like, tip my head to the new prostitution. Well, it's a form of prostitution, I, I guess. You know, ensuring that you've got your seat at the table and your slice of the pie. Only problem is there is no pie and there is no table. And nothing of that is even real. But that's what we're dealing with. So I've always been trying to explain this, but people just, you know, they, you know, I mean, to Christians, I've been trying to explain it. And some Christians, they'll just say, Zeph, if that's true, I'll kill myself. I'll kill myself if, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, well, I'm not saying the Lord doesn't understand. You know, it's a lot easier to go with Satan over here than go with Jesus over there where you get, you know, strung up on a cross or who knows what will happen to you. I mean, it's real easy to see the two ways, right? But people want a third way. I mean, I remember when Bill Clinton came in, he said, a third way. Well, of course he did. He wants to be able to, you know, rock out with his thing out, you know, and at the same time, uh, you know, be considered a righteous man of God in Christ. But, I mean, Everyone would take that deal. Who wouldn't take that deal? And well, what do you mean? Is it rocking out? No. Well, it's a little different than that. It's a, you know, you know, there's a there's a guy that's going to be, you know, telling you what to do, and there'll be people that control you, and they will expect you to do what they say. And if you don't, then oh my, you're going to get some problems. So that's what they learn comes with it. You know these. You know, there's when they just give you a, a car and a house and a, you know, a, a Walmart card and, a, and all this stuff for just uh, transitioning, let's say, 
uh, there's more of a price that comes with that or to immigrants. Come on in and we'll give you this, that, and a card and all this stuff. And, you know, it's not just you have to vote a certain way. It's you've got to do this or that or maybe even become a soldier for us or, you know, or something. To the Satanist, I explain it in Lamb. There's a guy who was stuck in politics. He wanted to go to the next rung, and he had to sacrifice his family, his, his wife and two, two daughters, I think, or a son and a daughter, and had to, you know, sacrifice them on, a, on an altar in a church at, you know, in the middle of the night, and everybody rocked out and had an orgy in that church. That's why the churches may not be the best place to go to worship God, because a lot of them have been tainted. The ground has been soiled. You see, and it's, we're so naive, really. We, we don't consider all that. But, um, or the legalistic view, where there are, there are people that say, I'm justifying society's way or the way of society or the system based on the fact that you, you know, you should be living in a, some hovel somewhere and, you know, have nothing and have everything bad and then that would make sense. And I said, well, that's not the way the Lord works. And he just won't, you know, he, he just has to make it that it's my fault or that I'm wrong in some way. You know, that, that it's, you know, that, 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 it, it, it's weird. It's like sometimes these Satanists will take a purist approach. You know, they have an idea in their head of a man of God would live in a cave, like Elijah, you know, wander around or, you know, wouldn't have a, a roof or, you know, and that's well, been in that situation. I don't know where I, we wind up. That's why I say, where's home? But, you know, God distributes people everywhere. He wants his people to be in all walks of life. And that means around the elites, plenty of lambs, folks. Believe it. Unless they get killed or they commit suicide. And among the poor and among the wherever they are around the world. God has his people everywhere. And so if you took that rule that they all have to be poor with a placard and Jesus saves and yeah, some cliche, and that anything that's gone good for them couldn't be because Satan's not supposed to reward them or they're not supposed to have a reward. So therefore, they're invalid. And so society is everything because there's nothing else apart from that. I'd say at that point, um, a person like that would be in for a very rude awakening sooner rather than later because um, this puritanical view that Satanists have of the world is um, it's, it's where they're, it's, they can't seem to see somebody in Christ who would be a sinner like them, who would sit at the bar and have a you know, martini with them or you know, have a few puffs of weed or something. They, they can't see that. They can't see that they too could be in Christ. They can't. You're supposed to be perfect. You're not. And, and I agree. You're supposed to, you know, resist sin. I totally agree. Where you can resist it, but they they want a scale of perfection. And if you're not, if you're not perfect, in their eyes, what they think a man of God or in Christ should be, then. You're invalidated, and then that gives them the right to put out, take out the black magic and throw that on you. And then that becomes a test. And when you weather that test and you succeed, 
it's not good on their end. You know, it's, it's, you see how God works this tapestry. You see what I mean? He'll use us as lures. He'll have you say, well, I'm, you know, uh, you, know you are what you are. And anyway, so they try to tear it apart and say, oh, it's just like everything else. And they just want to paint you as a loser, and they're, they'll stop at nothing to do it. Yeah, nothing, you know, they'll stop at nothing. Because they want to justify their own choice. You shouldn't be able to do anything. And if you've done anything, then something is wrong somewhere. I'm right, and you're wrong. And I will prove you to be wrong, and I'll do everything I can to throw shade on you and throw objects in you and stop you from any forward movement because because that's otherwise it doesn't make sense and that very thing uh, is going on all over the world and what does it finally do it justifies a person's pre-prescribed position so they don't have to change so they don't feel guilt and then when you suffer it's like well, they deserved to suffer. They were saying they were with God, and yet they, were, they, they had a yacht they were driving around. Or an airplane. They got on an airplane, or they, they went to Tahiti, or they did something that only worlders can do. We've got to stop that. Or I'm not, not going to change, because look how it's ironic, and obviously it's out of place, and obviously that person's wrong, and I'm right, and life favors me. And this is the um, probably the biggest obstacle that people face. I mean, people in the world, they face it. We don't face it. But people in the world face it. You know, <laughs> God will make people succeed. His own people succeed, and they'll just get so many. They'll just burn. And then if they go back to their old ways of throwing, you know, doing the witchy-witchy, then you see then there's, now we have a case. See, so God will bring that about. Lest any man should boast. I've given all this stuff up. I've done it on my own free will. I don't really need God. I've, I've uh, lived a you know, chaste life, and I don't cheat on my wife, and I don't overdrink, and I don't do this. I don't uh, cheat in business. I don't do anything wrong. So, therefore, I don't, you know, I am, uh, you know, I'm obviously of God. And these other people, look at that guy. Give you a a great movie example of of this. Samuel L. Jackson uh, in the movie uh, The Caveman's Valentine. Okay, so... A lot of people would look at that and just say, well, here's a homeless person or, you know, whatever. They're living in Central Park in a, you know, cave and they're hearing voices and they're schizophrenic or whatever and, you know, mentally ill. No, I don't see that. I just see that the telltale thing was, you know, this was a brilliant musician. He was supposed to graduate Juilliard, but then he didn't graduate. They wouldn't graduate him. And he eventually just went off and became, you know, this guy in the park, the caveman. Eventually, his daughter came to, um, you know, to find him and to uh, try to recruit him back into society. And it shows just how incompatible he was, he is. And there's this one scene in that, I think, 
Kevin Spacey was in that, and I'm not sure who else. There was a scene where he was at the bar, and you know he was he could have ordered drinks, and of course everybody else you know it's moderation. You know the, the the worlder takes the two drinks and puts it down and has the polite manners and oh I I got me to a vein of, we got the mother load now baby, hang with me a couple more minutes. So here he is at the bar and he's drinking and he's throwing him back and he's drunk out of his mind. Uh, here is the the man closest to God, drunk out of his mind, and everybody is discounting him. He eventually plays, and he can't, and they kind of make it his fault that he didn't graduate Juilliard, but you get the idea that they're not graduating anybody unless they're on Satan's side, you know. So so then um, <laughs> it's, uh, I had known this guy, and he had this book. This is, He was running a film production company, a pretty big one, um, a major independent that was out of um, actually out of England, but it had, had an office in, in the L.A. And we had been, you know, sparring around at, at a little tennis, and you know, I don't know. I think it was assigned to me. And he had this book he gave me about how to be a better person. And uh, I forget who wrote it, but some guy was writing these books back in the in the eighties, I think, and. Um, you you'd have to remember. I, I he put out he was very popular. You know, you know, bring them flowers. You know, there's little suggestions on how to be a better person or perceived as a better person. And he was following it, and he was very polite <laughs> and everything else. And um, you know, if if you if you looked at um, this guy being behind, <laughs> well, I know. Well, no, you're not going to start chewing on that. I don't want you to chew on that. No. Oh, such precious. <laughs> well, you got to let me talk, though. So anyway, <laughs> may I talk? Let's see if he talks now. <laughs> no. Okay, so he, um, he, you know, it was just so uh, kind of interesting, you know, that, um, and most of the time, because he was so evil, evil I mean, I, I remember meeting at the uh, the tennis court at, at Witsit, I think, in uh, Studio City, and we'd play, and, you know, he'd always win. And, um, you know, I was just too erratic. I got too emotional, I missed I really wasn't cut out for anything like tennis or golf or any of that stuff anyway. But, you know, he was trying to, uh, I guess, trying to help me out. And, um, you know, to, to help me become part of society, I guess. And, so we were, and, and he sent me these books on how to be a better person, and he would just remind me that, you know, to not definitely not become who I became, not talk, not, you know. And uh, it was just like, and then he had another book he gave me, which was, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. Remember that? So doing anything to get you to not look at, you know, or to, you know, to try to get me untraumatized. He wasn't a shrink. Like I said, he worked for a big uh, film production company. And, um, you know, I, I don't know what, he's probably retired now. But anyway, he, he, he just looked like the perfect guy, very preppy. Some of his sins were like, um, he'd go over to the UCLA pool and... Um, 
you know, he said, well, there are tennis courts over there, but he'd, he'd get her to the pool so he could look at the girls, you know, stuff like that. And it seemed, you know, that's like right out of, you know, that's pretty innocent compared to what's, you know, right? So, I mean, you know, seemed, and, and always a nice guy, but always felt like he was concealing. And then his home, interesting, I'd, you know, gone to his home for, I mean, invited me for a party and I got, you know, a date and took her there and, I noticed that he had like decorated everything just perfect, you know. Just had this sort of had this sort of like Asian thing going on, and it was just like like him, reserved, perfect, you know, nothing wild, nothing crazy. And um, you know, a mild mannered man, a gentleman, you know. I would say, you know, somebody that would be, you know, you'd be very proud of, you know, if in this country, in this world. And, well, suffice to say, the books didn't really get anywhere. I mean, they, you know, they were nice and, you know, the, the, there wasn't any way to, you know, I, I've kind of lost track of them after a while and um, I don't know what happened to him. But I, I just remember that he was so well-mannered, you know, and and when I say that, I don't, say that with disrespect at all really I, I'm, I'm or any I don't disrespect anybody I'm just he was so well man this is all stuff you miss he was so well mannered and a gentle thing to say never yell at anyone you know and emotion under control and he had his girlfriend or wife where and she was under control too and they were under control together and socialites and um I've known so many people like that. He could have been, uh, you know, in the same path educationally, which I had to drop out of because of, uh, uh, I don't know, because of reasons. And he, um, you know, like I say, disappeared after a while. And I think he was wanting to gauge, wanting to see if I wanted to really go any further with you know, I guess I would be being accepted back into society because I'd returned to L.A. and I was living there, and you know. So I didn't seem to have the aptitude or interest or even understand. I didn't even know there was a society to join at that point. I was just, everything was just people and things, and, um, uh, you know, I realized there's, you know, inner circles and people that have these different power structures and, you know, circles of shame and, these various circles that have all these, uh, you know, things in common, um, you know, industries and and all that in Los Angeles and, you know, the military-industrial complex and there's the Hollywood and there's, there's all these different things going on. But to me, it was just like, you know, people doing their thing, going through their lives, having their children, going to work, educating their children, going to the hospital, dying, making way for the new generation, and kind of on repeat. And I always noticed, and I don't know what, what I did. I think, I, I don't know if I had too much to drink at his place or not, but I always noticed that he, you know, the, the, about how many drinks, how many this, what he wears, what, everything's so measured. And I always wondered, how can these guys be like that? And the answer is, well, because he's, you know, in order to be like the CEO, you're going to have to be, you know, 
groomed into that. And then, you know, and you're going to have to be mild man. You're going to have to be making, you know, wolf-like ruthless decisions with a, with a, with a demeanor that's uh, like a lamb, you know? So, uh, so, you know, so I appreciated it. And I, and then, you know, I think our disconnect came from, we started talking about God and where this was going and where he, where he was headed. And he couldn't really tell me he, 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 you know, success for him. It was just like out of college and into success. It was just like, uh, you know, this sort of almost like guaranteed route. And I knew that no route was guaranteed, you know? So I was always wondering, well, what was the angle here? You know, how did he get into that spot? And of course, you know, then the Kubrick doors open up and the blood starts flowing out. But I really see how like the lambs would be the drunkards. And then these guys would be, can you believe these people say they're of God? Look how drunk they are. I mean, look, no manners. You know, and we're so refined and so sophisticated, surely God would want us. We've been honed. Yeah, they've been they've been uh, you know, they've been uh, homogenized, and so you know, so so this is something that that you know caused me to uh, to kind of understand, like a lot of the pastors that I would talk to, and you know that they would have the same thing, that same demeanor. You know, very polite, uh, even-tempered, um, you know, good with people, charismatic to a certain degree, successful. They all would, like, if they were going to have the exact, you know, maybe two drinks, maybe one and a half, you know what I mean? Or maybe, a, you know, or maybe nothing. And like in the case of Romney, I mean, all these people were just always the same, you know, kind of like in The Matrix. And, uh, you know, I, but I knew they were fake, but I was saying to myself, you know, this many, I mean, this many. Nobody really being real. Everything that's said is some part of a game or a strategy. And in my case, it would, it would be to, you know, point me to, you know, society and, you know, straighten up. Don't be a crazy artist or whatever it was. You know, it's like that everything they do is to conform everyone around them into the same thing, the same way of thinking, the same way of being in the same spiritual position. Which is, um, so then finally, as I kept going, and I understood that a lot of these guys, when it's behind closed doors, are insane. You know what I mean? Well, they might be pedophiles, they might be crazy. Might, I mean, they're not the same behind closed doors. I mean, the, the real them comes out, which is hidden. And that's kind of like Satan's thing. And then with lambs, I've noticed there is no hidden protection there. They're just the way that they are. They're just open and honest. You know, they're just the way, they're like a, you know, a book. You can read, you know, they're an open book. And that's seen as a flaw. And I, I don't see that as a flaw. I see that basically as a, uh, as a good trait, especially in this world, where everything is deception. Every politician's lying, and now it's all in the open. And you see they don't know how to confess. They don't know how to be real. They continue to lie and act like they're in charge and act like everything's fine. And I've never seen anything like it in my life. This is like an extension of this training all these people have had and this kind of training and this will be my last thing about this i mean this is you know this is pretty much it in the world this is this is the the big one 
all, all of them in front of the camera, I mean, they act, the key word is acting. They're acting genteel. They're acting civilized. They're acting like they have purpose. They're acting, it's all an act. Who they really are is in the lies they tell, and then you have to wonder why, and where, where's the closed door? Where can I get video of that? Not that I want it, believe me. Not that I want to see it. Uh, but, but they're hiding, all of them. They're hiding the, 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 the truth, that they're all exactly the same. But does that mean that their souls are not in functioning? And, um, or could they be even clones, aliens, whatever, just, or, you know, just NPC characters? And the answer is yes to all that. That, that could be. Soulless, I think, goes with if you decide to do immoral things and you don't have a conscience about it. I believe that's a good definition of soulless. But still, you know, um, I could do that. I, maybe I could go soulless. Conscience gets seared when you choose the wrong way. Maybe that's the end of someone's soul. If, if it goes for life, it would be. But, I, you know, it, 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 the difficulty is people like that, you want to believe. You know, like my friend from L.A., you want to believe him. You want to hang out with him. You, wanna, you don't want to offend. But invariably... If you're just being yourself, you will eventually offend. They eventually will lose it or drop you or, you know, whatever, because you're being real and they're not. And, and they can't, you know, you can't keep up with an unequally yoked. Oh, don't feel bad about it when you, you know, you, you're going to be real and that's the way it's going to be. You, you, you know, I mean, you, you, you know, to learn to be like that, it's, you, you, who knows where the real guy is? This little boy in there somewhere just begging for help, perhaps. And, and um, hopefully he's uh, listening to the death report right now. And he'll remember. And hopefully he'll say, you know what, Zeph, you got it exactly right. And that's because I've had a, you know, a lot of time to think about it. Now, what good is it knowing this information? Well, the main takeaway here today is that, you know, if you follow Jesus, of course, it's not just following. If you're changed by the Lord, you know, you're a new creation in Christ, you see things differently than the, than the world does. And that becomes a, a, a bone of contention. And that, be, that, you know, then can reform into persecution just because you, you're just not the same. It's like seeing a different species, you know. You're threatened by them, so you attack. And... I do believe that, what, you know, so in that situation, we're not really, you know, it's going to happen, but we have to, you know, be so much in concert with the Lord that we have to say, okay, this is happening. Okay, what should I do now, Lord? You know, I hand the whole situation over to you, but I just tell me how to, you know, tell me, you know, where to go. I don't want to fail you. I don't want to fail and, you know, lose faith, panic, do my own thing, scream and yell, call 15 people. I don't want to do any of that. I want, I want to do right by you, Lord, you know, instead of panicking. And why does this persecution happen, and, and Jesus goes into it in, in you know, Matthew 5, why, why would they persecute you and bear false witness when you've done nothing wrong? that last clause is the reason because you've done nothing wrong that's why they do it 
you know, you haven't been there. You've been breaking free. Right about when the whole group is about to sin, you're not there. <laughs> so they get out there, you know, their, their magic wands, and they, and they aim the missiles at you. <laughs> you know. And why are you not there? Because you love the Lord, and you're, you know, abiding in the Lord, and the Lord's moving you around. You didn't decide to leave because they were about to do something or not something or who knows what. You left when the Lord got you up to leave. You came when the Lord brought you. You dance with the one who brought you. And that's the only way I know. In every really tight situation, it, the, only, the ones that I've been the most you know, victorious in were the ones where I, the Lord was saying, hey, this is real. And um, you know, he had me doing things I would never do, like you know, complimenting them, finding something good to say, and you know, and then that's heaping hot coal. That gives you enough time to get out. I mean, what's the alternative? You know, you yell back at them. You know, you're a blasphemer. You're blah blah blah. You're I don't know. You know, it's crazy because if you're dealing with in a town, a town like L.A., let's say, you're, you're you know, the millions of people. Let's say there's 15 million people. In LA, pretty much all of them are on the same page, you know. So it's like you're this crazy schizo guy yelling, you know, at the cars going by. You know, that's how you look if you're going to, you know. So, so fighting back mano a mano, it's and not to do. It's we have to walk in the spirit. And if the Lord, you know, if it gets bad and the Lord takes us out, I mean, people are dying every day out there, just getting you know, random killings. But the Lord is glorified when, you know, we are obedient, when, when that time comes and we understand that fiery trial. And, you know, it's, it's, it's time not to, you know, going into a yelling fit and, you know, this and that, being angry is, is it's understandable because they're lying about you, you know. But in the end, we must, you know, sort of suffer with patience and and then rejoice. The Lord, he takes it a step further. He, what he's trying to do is get us to rejoice by saying, rejoice because it happened to me. You know, rejoice because it happened to the prophets before you. Rejoice because this is, you know, the way. And and most of us, how many of you rejoice? Not too many. On occasion. Not, not every time. That's right. And to the extent that it just becomes automatic rejoicing, then, you know, something's been learned here, a principle that Jesus was teaching. Because you're not blaming, the, you know, you're, you're, you're not, you know, blaming that person individually. You're, 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 you're saying, um, you're seeing the persecution as a system rather than an individual coming at you. And sure, people could be jealous or whatever. They can, those are good motives too, but usually... You know, Satan's, you know, organizing, you know, them to come after you in some way. And because what he's waiting for is to be able to, to see you react badly. You know, go get drunk and you know, throw stuff around and be a jerk. And then he goes, you see, he goes to the Lord. He goes, you see what he did? You see, that's a, is that a good thing? Then he goes to my friend. He goes, look how good he act. You know, he lost his mother and he's, you know, and you, you reject him. And then Zeph does, he's screaming and yelling, and, and you say, he's, he's in with you, and, and, and our people that are so well-mannered you know, and polite have no place. So you see how that works? 
And so oftentimes, child screams and yells at the, you know, turkey Thanksgiving thing. And, you know, and because they've been abused or whatever, and it's just coming out, and they've maybe got to drink some wine, and they're, and they say, oh, and they try to get the kid away from the table. Next thing you know, he's down at the mental hospital with the shrink, and, and you know, he's gone. They've, they've separated him out because he didn't understand what was happening. Nobody explained it. He just knew that he was being picked on, and he was trying to fight back. And then they labeled him a paranoid schizophrenic, whatever. Oh, oh well, and you could forget that fraternity you were going to go to or that college or even some career. You're done at 14 years old, you know. And it, it happens just like that. And whether that guy survives or not, we don't know. You know, usually they, they don't. And that's, that's the, the really sad reality. But... The bigger picture, though, is to look at it from God's point of view, which is, you know, I created this. And I created this because my people are going through this. And I am their God, and I am their Savior, and I will protect them. And, but they must believe in me. And, you know, and part of believing in the Lord is to, is to you know, hate to put it this way, but it's to stop believing in ourselves. Stop putting ourselves on a pedestal, but stop with the idea that we can solve it. Job couldn't solve it. We're not solving it. It's not going to be solved by us. But, but in Christ, I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me. And that is going to be it. And then ultimately, the real prayer is, not God, these guys are evil. They're throwing all kinds of witchcraft. I mean, it, well, the prayer is, you know, Lord, may they succeed in finding the truth. Lord, may they you know, may they be unburdened in some way. May they, may they uh, not have strife in their lives or whatever it is to return good for evil um, in that manner is far more effective than just... I mean, sometimes the Lord has to... You know, but if the Lord's going to throw them out the window, the Lord will do it. It may make you a witness, but then if, you know, and, and he wants you to look at the Lord and applaud, not applaud the act, but applaud that the Lord had your back. The Lord knows. The Lord had you. He was, you know, you recognize that you were not all alone. So when you're alone, you know, he's there. He's proven it by the miracles that have happened in your life already, even miracles that you never mentioned to anyone. Because ultimately it's going to have to be me getting through this on my own and him and, well, Whoever you're with, you know, my wife, Trish, she, she's got to go through it on her own. And, you know, in the end, you know, we come in alone, we go alone. But, you know, we go with the Lord, and then we're not alone. So that's, that's the end of it. Two and a half hours, I think we, yeah, yeah, yeah I probably put a lot of energy on this. But uh, I was trying to bring forth things that had happened and, uh Things I wondered about, you know, table manners. and You know, it's as if they can see the storm in your head that they've created. And then when you react, they go, oh my God, did you see that? He really needs help. Yeah, he does. When that's not it at all, it's they did it. Okay.
and uh, we will continue. I, <laughs> I haven't played any of these songs a long time. I need more. Uh, my studio awaits, just to give you an update on that, my, my little sound studio. I have to put this thing called an Intonato in. I, I found one on eBay to replace Mine blew up. I don't know what happened to it. But um, I found one that had never even been plugged in for like half price, and you can't find them. They're, they're, they're just, you know, people, they're just a very popular item. It's called an Intonato by JBL. And it sort of routes, rounds, you know, so we can play 5-1 or stereo or, you know. But I have to put it in there and get these cables in there right. or You know what I mean? I've got to make sure the cables get plugged in and the Mac correct and, and, and then, you know, get it in there. And then I've got a little fan that has to go on my Avid HDX card. It's a it's a fan that goes on a on a computer card that, that gets seated in a you know. So I have a chassis that it goes into next to the computer. And the 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 propeller got damaged in shipping. I had to ship it to someone and ship it back. It works though. So that propeller I actually found the part. I actually got the part that came in. And that part's got to be put back into that uh, that uh, um, card, that uh, PCI card, and uh, mm, then I'm then I'm good to go. The, the, I did a, had to do a computer upgrade because I quit upgrading my computer from 2013. I went all the way till today, and uh, then it, it just it just gave out. So I got this new little Mac Studio computer. I mean, it's like it's it's like the size of a, a tiny book or something, a little tiny thing. And it runs everything, you know, and it's hard to believe that they've, it's gotten that compact, but uh, thank God they did it because it was not cost prohibitive like the uh, the new Big Macs are. There. It's just, you know, that's really for graphics and things. So I was able to get this little computer and then get it going, but there's a lot more work to do. And I've got, um, you know, a couple of cents, um, on board that I have not, not played. I, I think I was supposed to get one that was a modular, not modular, but was without a keyboard, but it came with a keyboard and I'm, it's, you know, 49 keys, but it's huge and really heavy. And I don't know, it's by Waldorf called an Iridium. And I, I don't know where I could put it, but it seems like it would have a lot of sounds that I may not, you know, be able to get just online. Then I have the online computers too, and the contact and all that. And so I, yeah, I've got an idea of what kind of things I want to produce. A lot of um, sarcasm. You know, like a lot of beats, you know, a lot of, some dubstep inspired, but with a lot more, uh, not not so much, you know, can type, but, you know, things that are really uh, more fresh, but with a kind of, you know, dialogue and, you know, clips taken and things about, um, a little bit about the absurdity of... Uh, not imitating other people doing, a, you know, either a patriotic thing or, a, you know, a God thing or something against them and the jabs and all that, but just a little more, um, you know, reality bending, you know, if you will. Because I've heard theirs. I've been, I've been listening to a couple of the top uh, DJs, you know, and they're, and, you know, DJs are all, they're, well, they probably always work, you know, gave, now they're really flamboyant uh transgenders which just a few years ago they weren't and now they've become very some of them very um fat and um you know in the transgenderism that they're doing and then they're djs and then they're you know they've got some 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 beats that have to be answered back the other way just like rappers you know 
but yeah, no, it's, uh, I was looking back through some of the, um, pictures of this one particular DJ. I'm not going to, you know, mention names and get all, you know, they are who they are, you know, there's a few out there making money, but it's all, it's a transgender world now. So it's like you've, that's what's cool. That's what's happening. And so you go back and you look at just maybe three albums earlier, three, you know, you know, Spotify records earlier. And you see like, you know, you know, just a person. And then now it's like you're seeing, you know, they're saying it's transgender, but there's this fat component going with it. And, you know, the colored hair, the makeup and, you know, pigtails and giant boobs and, you know, just, and then the music. And it's like, I'm, I'm watching this and I'm, I'm, I've got some thoughts about it. I've, I'm not, I've got no real, you know, no criticism, not putting one down. I'm not a really bigoted against anybody. I'm just curious as to, well, I have a thought and that is that um, there's a competition and that if you really want to be cool, you've got to be trans, but you can't just be trans. You've got to, you know, you've, you've, you've got to really, and, and the beats have to be pretty sick. Some of these, I mean, and the beats that I've heard that are the most popular, as you would guess, they're very syncopated, very good, great bass. It's called bass. It's a, it's a bass-oriented, you know, music, but it's um, very syncopated with the words and with voices, and a lot of it just has to do with, um, I, I, I hate to put it this way, but a lot of it seems like it's coming from a puritanical point of view, um, being surprised at um, sexual situations um, or trying to trigger them in people that are listening or whatever are partying as if it's something new, you know? And, um, you know, talking about addiction and drugs and this and that, you know, the same old, same old. And trying to repackage it in this kind of transgender, anything goes kind of, uh, which is the way it always is. You know, being more rude and crude and, you know, out and loud and proud and and, uh, and then openly just, you know, screaming about sex. I'll tell you where I think it's going. You know, it's, it's going to be a requirement. The pedophilia is a requirement. And that they, the, the trans movement will break that barrier and making that, you know, kind of integrating that aspect of things of, you know, maybe at first teenagers and then, you know, all being part of the same movement of, but then it becomes intercompetitive. Like who can be the most outrageous? It's not who can be the most feminine or accepting someone as a woman or a man. That's not it. It's, it's a, it's a thing with entertainers, you know, they have to get out front Oh, where is it leading? Well, it's leading to Carrie, you know, right? It's leading to, to a bloodbath at some point. But I, I pray not. But um, how much further can you go before you start, you know, with the violence? I'm not saying, no, no, and they're all thinking, all oh, these straight white males, they're going to come after us. No, 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 that's not the line. It'll be within the the, the various groups. I think that's, because there's a competition about who can outdo the other one. And so I wonder, is it that satanic spirit? Because that guy looks so different now than he looked before, and he's really become like the, the epitome of what's uh, applauded in the trans community, which is weight, you know, fatness, femininity, 
um, outrageousness and obviously musical ability and all that and being the DJ. And then, and then, but you get the sense there's this competition with all of them, which there wasn't, I mean, just a few years ago, not, you know, like I say, the pictures just tell a whole story about this, this transformation in, in the pictures. And then you say, well, where could this go next? Like where we are now, where does it all go next? And, um, does it go where the state has laws like anyone that doesn't worship these people goes to jail? I mean, are we in that territory yet? I mean, you know, some crazy thing. Or, you know, does it go into, um, you know, you can't go to these discos anymore because they're too violent. Or does it go into voluntary suicide? I mean, I don't know. I, 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 uh, I know that with... Um, with drugs, when people compete, they see who can take the most drugs. Sometimes they die. So I don't know, I, I, but, I, but I'm, I'm watching, I watch it, I, I watch this thing get, like within a year, get way more pronounced. You know, and it, it's, it's um, is it to get attention, you know, or is it to tell the community that disagrees with it, or screw you, we're here, we're really loud now, or we're taking over. Or you you say anything, you go to prison while I live and I'm king. I mean, I there is that arrogance there. And I'm again, I'm not, you know, I'm an observer. I'm a writer. I need to write about this. But not from a bias point of view, which I don't do. You know, I don't I don't have an opinion. It's not for me, but I don't really have an opinion on it. I you know, the only rule I have is don't hurt the children. And if that's hurting the children, then my opinion is then stop hurting the children. You know, Lord, please help us to, 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 to protect our children. I mean, you know, and is that, and, you know, but they're trying to, you know what, I mean, you know what they want. And um, that wouldn't even be possible, folks, if this world wasn't what I said it was in the beginning. Tomorrow is my, what is it? Uh, the 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 21st anniversary 21 years I've been here and nothing's really changed I you know I've said the same thing and and I and I, you know I've been trying to think about things in reality even you know deeply if there's something I could say that could help you to to withstand it um I think some of the things said here will be a help to people to help them understand you're not alone we're all going through that yes it's happening to everybody yes it's jesus wanted us to worship him uh, and rejoice in it because it was then we were over the target blah 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 you know and kind of understand that camaraderie and then understand the finer point which is um you know that it's you know we, we always say this not about us and, but then there's a lot of other deeper points about reality, like using our, you know consciousness and what's that, and you know they use that in witchcraft and how does it connect to quantum physics and what does it have to do with other worlds and why do they need human and how are they trying to hijack human and, and all that and what what's God doing about it? There's that kind of war going on over the human will, over the human itself. That's the war. Meanwhile, World War III is raging on, and they're trying to, you know, strike it up. And, you know, we all know that Biden, you know, hates Americans. And um, his people that vote for him are Democrats. They just haven't woken up. 
they don't see that most of everything he does is just to hurt this, hurt that, hurt the economy, hurt the food, hurt the food supply, cause inflation, and cause strife, cause division, blame Republicans or Trump or you know white people or whatever it is he's going to do. But it's the same old song and dance. You know, and, and it's hellish. It really is. It's, it's not pleasant being here. But we, we do our best, right? We do our best to make it pleasant. And we thank God for you guys out there. And, you know, you're fighting a good fight. And, you know, you're all whole. We'll see you next time. God bless you guys. I have to play this again just because I've played it millions of times, but I can't help it. New music coming soon. You can stay in your crib You can stay in your feedback You can stay beyond your welcome One
Nare Nare Mohan.